This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Overnight Success Podcast, brought to you by Maria Hatsi Stefanis. Maria is the founder of Rodial and Nippin Fab best-selling author, and on a mission to help you achieve your dreams. Maria's highly anticipated third book, How to Live Your Best Life, is now available on Amazon. Hi, Charlie, and welcome to the Overnight (laughs) Success Podcast. I'm very excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. It's my first podcast experience, so excuse me if if I make any mistakes. I'm sure you're going to be amazing. Um, So, Charlie... Tell me, how did you get into journalism? And was this always a career you wanted to get into? Honestly, no. It was actually always the career that my mom wanted me to get ah. into. <laughs> I was convinced that I was going to be an actress. I was convinced that there were like Oscars in my future. You oh know, my I had, God. I had hopes, I had dreams. Um, but when I got to the end of university, that just didn't seem like a logical career path. I kind of had dipped my toe in the waters and found it to be slightly terrifying. I didn't want to spend my entire life on a diet. Um, So I looked into journalism just because I had always loved writing and I did a master's in journalism. Mm -hmm. And I kind of used that as a test just to see whether it was something that I really wanted to do. And I was like, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, I've just done an extra year of education and that's not going to hurt my life in general. And Mm -hmm. I just ended up really loving it. So here I am several years later and still really enjoying what I do. Amazing. So what was your first job within journalism? So I actually worked at The Telegraph. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked on their Olympics team. I've always been really into sport. Definitely not what I wanted to do long term, but it was The Telegraph. So I was like, I'll seize any opportunity I can get. And I just helped them get all of their Olympics coverage ready for the website. I interviewed athletes. I put together athlete profiles. I was lucky enough to go to a few events. And yeah, I just had a really great time. And then how did you get into Daily Mail in the US? So I worked for the Mail on Sunday newspaper in London, which is Mail Online or DailyMail.com's kind of sister brand. 
And I had a very wonderful mentor there who I looked up to, you know, the entire time that I was there. And she had connections at Mail Online and was very nice enough to recommend me when a position became available here in New York. So Mm -hmm. I had a lot of kind of meetings and do you want to move? Would you move? And I was just in a position in my life where I was able to kind of pick up and peace out. And it's been a wonderful experience. And I'm very grateful to that person for starting it all off. Wow. Sounds uh, like the dream. It really is. I mean, as with any job, it's a lot of hard work. Um, Moving countries took a lot more out of me than I thought it would. I was just Mm. kind of very blasé about it. Like, la-di-da, I'm just moving to another country. But I've really got to see New York as my home now. I love it here. I desperately miss my family and friends, but Mm -hmm. I'm having such a great time. The work is fascinating. Um, And yeah, I just think my main piece of advice in terms of any job, whether it's something in another country or in the country that you live in, is just to take any opportunity that sparks a bit of interest in you. Even if Mm -hmm. that interest is wrapped in fear, just seize upon any any kind of chance that you get that makes you get a little bit of a thrill or a little bit of a feeling of excitement. I think mm-hmm. that's really important. What is the difference between what the British market wants in terms of um, journalism and what they want to read versus the US? Just purely in a news basis, people in the US are obviously a lot more interested in what's going on with Donald Trump. I think everyone okay. in the world wants to know what's yeah. going on with Donald Trump. but. The U.S. is much more invested in it. Um, similarly with the celebrities that we write about, you know, you you wouldn't get a person here in the U.S. wanting to read about someone from Love Island just because hmm. they have no idea who those people are, mm-hmm. unless you're me and you watch it covertly <laughs> on, the, on, on in the internet. Um, but, you know, there are some people that kind of cross over. Um, the Kardashians are going to be popular wherever you are, whether it's in Australia, whether it's here, whether it's anywhere. Um, similarly, the royals. Hmm. Everyone loves the Royals. The Even US, the US. The US loves the they Royals. They have a fascination okay. with the Royals. And that fascination has just been further fueled by the fact that Meghan Markle is one of their own. Hmm. So they're like, you've gone off and you've joined the royal family and now we love them even more. So yeah, everyone loves the Royals. And I think when it comes to our kind of human interest pieces, so things about real life, those are going to spark interest no matter where you are. If you're reading about someone who's been through a particularly emotional or traumatic or amazing experience, it doesn't matter where they experienced it. It's kind of the fact that they went through it as a person and people Mm. are inherently very nosy and they love to know what other people get up to no matter where they are in the world. Okay. I was going to ask you um, which celebrity gets the most clicks. Mm -hmm. And my guess would be Kim Kardashian. She is one of the most popular. Is there another one that's the number one? Honestly, depends on what is going on in a person's life. So Kylie was hugely popular after she kind of went away and took some time away from the public eye. Mm. When she came back, people lost their minds. Um, You know, they were so fascinated to see what she had been getting up to. And Mm. that video that she shared um, after Stormy was born, that was kind of one of the best read stories we've had in a really long time. It was was huge. Um, Similarly, any celebrity that's going through any kind of particular experience that makes them even more elevated in the public eye Hmm. will always drive up traffic to their stories. So for example, Sophia Ritchie and Scott Disick, 
Hmm. Sophia might not have been someone that our readers were overtly interested in, but they are fascinated by her relationship with Scott. Mm -hmm. Similarly, right now, Justin Bieber and Hayley Baldwin, that's something that everyone is really keen to hear about. Um, And these young celebrity engagements, you know, people kind of getting engaged after a month together. (laughs) Apparently that's the new trend. Again, like Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, people are kind of going crazy over. So I think there are people who will always be in the public eye, like the Kardashians. Mm. Um, and they will always be popular. But I think in terms of the other celebrities, they go through peaks and troughs depending on what they're getting up to. You know, if they've been pictured naked, if they've done something naughty, if they've said something rude on Twitter, if they're having, you know, beef with another celebrity, mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. <laughs> that, I mean, that story has been huge. huge. So anything that kind of the public feels like they want to know more about mm. is always going to make them want to read stories about those celebrities. Okay. Um, And have you ever written a story that you were not allowed to release? Yes, not while I've been working at the website. Um, I used to, when I worked in the UK, um, you know, I worked for the equivalent of page six. So it was the Mail on Sunday Diary. Mm -hmm. And we would often have sources getting in touch with us to kind of say X has done Y or so-and-so's getting a part in this movie and you know, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to us as journalists that we get those stories stood up by the people that know the truth, if you will. Mm. So it's all very well and good for a source to come to you with something that they've heard or something that they've been, you know, whispered. And But really, unless you have had a conversation with that celebrity's representation, with their agent, with their publicist... You know, if it's about a movie with the studio, so on and so forth, there are a lot of boxes you need to tick in order to get a story written. And there have been a few times where I just wasn't able to tick those boxes Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Um, I also once had a great story that I was so proud of um, where a few television stars were pictured with a substance that they shouldn't have been pictured Mm -hmm. with. And we weren't able, we had a photo of it that had been actually posted on social media accidentally. Um, And we didn't end up being able to run it because the person who took the photo was also involved in that TV show. And technically the copyright of that photo therefore belonged to him. Hmm. So he was able to prevent us from publishing it. I was devastated. It was a great story. I, you know, so I, Privately showed it to as many people as I could. Good, good. So, yeah, you, you got some of the word out there. Exactly. Oh, my God. Just so people knew that I'd had it. Crazy. So you mentioned sources. I think that a lot of people out there think that sources usually come from the celebrities' team. How accurate is that? Again, it really depends story to story. I will say this, having been in this industry now for a while, no secret is ever really secret. I have seen stories emerge kind of years after they happen. Um, So it may not get out immediately, but it will get out one way or another. And sources don't have to be connected to a celebrity Mm. in terms of, you know, they don't have to represent them. That does happen. And sometimes... You know, publicists will 
share information that they want to get out there because they want to, Mm. you know, for example, if there's a celebrity divorce going on, one side of that divorce might share details through a publicist as an anonymous source because they want to place themselves in a more positive light within the media. Um, But sources can also be someone who's gone to a party and overheard something, someone who is a relative. I mean, you know, we've had cousins and brothers and uncles and aunts and what have you who have shared information. And similarly, people who are within the social circles of the celebrity will sometimes share knowledge that they've gained. So if you have a relative share Mm -hmm. this information, what's in it for them? It really depends. Um, Sometimes... Being a relative doesn't necessarily mean that you like that person. Okay. Um, You know, I can remember one story in particular where there was just a lot of animosity within a family. And so they all started talking about one another. And again, it was really just about trying to place themselves in a more positive light. And they felt that the best way to do that was to take down another person in the family. So... Sources really come in all shapes and sizes and forms. And, you know, I've had people before call me up who have been friends of mine who have kind of said like, oh, I was just at this restaurant and I saw so-and-so having a huge fight with their wife. Mm -hmm. You know, they aren't connected to that Mm -hmm. celebrity in any way, but they're still deemed a source because they're the person who came to us with the story. And I guess they're very excited to be able to provide all this information. Right. Like it, and it's that's, fascinating. And then see it on paper, see it printed. Exactly. Right? And some people, you know, just love the thrill the of thrill. being involved of a sto- yeah. in a story. And, you know, my friends, <laughs> my friends started having this thing where, you know, any of them who knew a celebrity or anything like that, they would kind of start talking about it and they would all turn to me and be like, this is off the record. <laughs> just because they all know that stories can come from wherever makes them feel like an insider i guess yeah as if they're part of the that celebrity world elite world exactly Hmm. but that world is scary people i'm just telling you that now (laughs) it's not all shiny (laughs) (laughs) so over the years you've i'm sure you've had some perks being the showbiz editor Mm -hmm. yeah i was so yeah i was the deputy diary editor and now my official title is the female editor like Daily Mail. All right. Okay, a lot you're of people, dealing with a lot with showbiz. Oh, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of celebrity action. And when I lived in London, I spent pretty much every night going out to multiple celebrity events. So, yeah, there's been a lot in my time. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, in terms of perks, I think, you know, there's it's a double-edged sword. I get to go to some incredible things. Um, you know, the Harper's Bazaar Icons party mm. the other night is a prime example And I was fortunate enough to be able to take a plus one. So I get to share it with a friend, which is amazing. But, you know, on the kind of opposite side of that, you are often working at these events. And, Mm. you know, there have been times where I've been asked to leave parties because I spoke to a celebrity who decided they didn't like me. And, you know, you often can kind of be there by yourself, like a bit of a loner, wanting to hold a drink so you don't look like a crazy person, but not wanting to get drunk because you don't want to look like a crazy person. So there are perks, definitely. And, you know, sometimes when you go to these events, you'll leave and they'll give you a gift bag. And I have more makeup than I know what to do with. But I'm very fortunate for all Mm. of that kind of stuff. So 
as with anything in life, you take the good with the bad and yeah. as long as there's more good than bad, you crack on yeah. and have fun. I mean, I guess the, the difference between going to a party as a guest and relaxing is you go there, but you're always wearing, wearing your work hat. Exactly. And you need to be aware of what's going on. There's the relationships between the celebrities and whether or not they've had a, a good, a nice feature on on Daily Mail exactly. and th there's all sorts of crazy things that can happen. So I guess you are there, but you're always in work mode, which is very different to going and relaxing. So it is a perk, yeah. but at the same time, exactly. it's, it's a job. And I mean, you know, as I've said, when you're at an event, it's just about knowing yourself when you can kind of kick back and relax. You know, when I was doing the kind of event work as a diarist, as a kind of showbiz editor, it was just a case of ticking boxes. So you would know, okay, I've spoken to X, Y, and Z. I can relax now. I can have a drink and I can have fun. But there were other times, you know, like with the Brit Awards, for example, I would be going to five after parties. You know, I would be running around after these celebrities awake until five in the morning. And you get great opportunities from that. You see some amazing people. I've seen so many live musical performances that a lot of people would kill to see. Um, but you know, you're up until six in the morning and then you have to go home and file your stories. And so, yeah, you just have to kind of be aware that hmm. it's not all great. And I think a lot of people, when they see it from the outside, they think, oh my God, what a glamorous lifestyle. I wish hmm. I could do that. But when you get into it, there's a lot of late nights, no sleep. Hmm. And, you know, then you have to kind of pull together stories out of what you've done. So yeah, it's just, yeah. it's balance and there are great perks and there are, great not perks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can imagine. And um, you must be working 24-7 because every time I email you, um, any time of the day or night and coming from London, you're up. So I don't know what your schedule is, but I always get a response I very, mean, very quickly. Dailymail.com <laughs> is a global, we're a global brand. So I try as much as I can to be present on email. And to be honest, that's mainly my personal issue. I'm just quite a control freak. Um, I hate it when there are unread me emails in my <laughs> inbox. Um, so I'm that really annoying person on vacation who's like, I'm just checking in on my email. <laughs> um, it's not because I think that I'll be. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfect 
manny 20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. In trouble if I don't. It's, you know, my boss is by no means there cracking the whip when I'm on a weekend or whatever. It's just that's how I like to stay in control of my job. Everyone has their own ways of doing things. And, you know, on the flip side, I've seen you at 5 a.m. up in the gym while on email and on your phone. So <laughs> it's definitely not just me. <laughs> All of us, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that's the way it is, I think, when you work in a digital age and smartphones are amazing but it does mean that you are always traceable trackable and you know able to receive messages always (laughs) Always. all right charlie so over the years you've met a lot of fascinating people i have yes who has been the most fascinating celebrity you've ever met it's a controversial one but i'm actually gonna say tom cruise and that surprises even me i had (laughs) opinions about him and his private practices um, okay. that would have put him in a negative light, in my opinion. But, you know, I don't know him personally. He's not a kind of best friend. And every single time that I've worked with him in a professional capacity, he has been the most hardworking, friendly, kind person that I've met. You know, he turns up to red carpets 30 minutes early so that he can say hello to all of the fans who are waiting there. He makes sure that every single journalist who has been freezing their butt off on the red carpet waiting for him gets to ask him a question. And he's also really passionate about what he does and he knows things. You know, you can ask him, people were asking him about the kinds of cameras that they use to shoot the movie, why they chose to shoot it in this way and not that way. And that's all information that he has, you know, personal stuff aside, as a professional working with another professional, he truly is one of the greats out there. And there's a reason that he has so much professional success just because he's a great person to work with. 
in a personal capacity, hmm. I love Denzel Washington. He okay. is so funny and so friendly. I just, I absolutely love him. Um, he kind of will make everyone laugh when he's in a room. He's not afraid to poke fun at himself, which I think is a really nice thing. Um, and then on a personal level, Sandra Bullock, hmm. she is as funny as you would expect her to be. She's beautiful, you know, on the inside and out. And I've been a fan of her since I was very young. She was actually one of the people that made me want to be an actress and win all those Oscars. Um, so I think it's a really great thing when you meet someone who you've admired and respected and, you know, kind of wanted to emulate. And then they end up being as great as you think they will be. Hmm. Because there's nothing more disappointing than when you meet celebrities and they don't turn out to be the friendly, nice hmm. people that you thought. Um, so yeah, I think those people would probably be the ones that have stuck with me, but okay. you know, there are a lot of really nice celebrities out there. Um, I think unfortunately you tend to hear more horror stories than you do. Mm. You know, people find it a lot more interesting to hear so-and-so was an evil cow, um, than, oh my God, she was so nice. So <laughs> I think, okay. yeah, you hear more of the, of the bad stuff than you do the good and I think it's important to remember that actually there are just some really great people out there who are benefiting because they're really talented and hardworking. Okay. So, yeah. And since the title of the podcast is Overnight mm -hmm. Success, yes. so you've seen a lot of celebrities out there. Yes. What do you think makes a celebrity be successful? Yeah, I do think that obviously hardworking is a really key thing. You know, I think it's easy to kind of see these people going to events and posing on the red carpet and you forget that actually they do have to make sacrifices in order to get there. You know, Fashion Week is a prime example. You see someone like Gigi Hadid, for example, at multiple catwalk shows every single day and then she goes to events in the evening and she's not at these events, you know, cutting loose, twirling in the middle of the dance floor, <laughs> raising a bottle of champagne. She's there because... She wants to support people that she works with um, because she wants to, you know, kind of show her face at these things so that people kind of can dress her and she can support brands that way and things like that. And then she's up at five in the morning so that she can get to a show and have her makeup done. And yes, having your makeup done might seem like a really fun thing. But when you're backstage at these shows, having your makeup done five times in a day and people are literally throwing it on your face, scraping it off, pulling at your hair. It, yes, it's fun. There are always fun aspects to these things, but you do have to be really hardworking and just maintain a really positive attitude because if you're being a grumpy word, I won't say backstage, <laughs> you know, that's going to affect whether or not you get invited to be in that show next mm. time. You know, no one wants to hang around with someone who's being a total misery. They want someone who's just going to kind of sit there and be like, yep, I'll give you my foot so you can do my pedicure while someone's putting dreadlocks in my hair and shoving a Q-tip in my eye. So I do think that hard work and just a really good attitude are very important. I don't want to sound like a skeptic, but I do also think that with those traits, you also have to have a bit of luck. And sometimes it is just a case of being in the right place at the right time, because I think that there are millions of people out there who are just as hardworking and just as talented as some of the people who are in the spotlight. But unfortunately, they didn't get seen by that agent or they didn't get that part because their hair was the wrong color. And, 
you know, so I think it's a mix. You have to kind of always maintain those core values and you do really have to make sure that you go above and beyond. I think those people who are just willing to do the bare minimum are never going to get every opportunity that someone who's willing to go above and beyond will get. I think if you're willing to push that extra inch, you'll gain that extra mile. And Mm -hmm. that's something that translates across any field, whether it's acting, modeling, you know, writing, managing a hotel, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, And then, you know, it helps if you are kind of friendly and social. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's a necessity, but I think those celebrities that people want to do well are the ones that come across as being really genuine and Mm. and nice so you know someone like a melissa mccarthy for example she just radiates warmth she's funny she's nice to talk to and you can read that on the tv you know you can tell that she's someone who is a nice person at her very core and that makes you want her to do well you want to go and see her movies because she's a great human being you Mm. want to support her and for her to do great things so yeah i think that helps if you're nice if you're horrible, you may get some success, but you're always going to have people trying to drag you down. And that's making everything a lot harder because mm. you have weights on your ankles that are the human beings who want to pull you back down to earth, unfortunately. Okay. <clears throat> um, so you mentioned that sometimes luck has to do with it. Yes. Do you think that in this industry of celebrities, it's not what you know, but who you know? I think that plays a really big part. Um, you know, not every actress out there has taken acting lessons, but they might have someone who has been able to introduce them to someone and so on and so forth. You know, when I was talking about getting the job here in New York earlier, yes, I had worked really hard and I had impressed the person who recommended me, but if she hadn't been there, I don't think I would have got this job. There was, there would be no reason for them to even know that I existed. So I think it is important to make a good impression on people and to stay connected. You know, I think it's very impressive when you see these celebrities kind of walk into a room and they make sure that they speak to everyone that they know. They say hello. They're very friendly because you never know who you're going to meet again and who is going to talk to other people. If you're in an industry like modeling or acting, that industry, when you reach the very top, is very small. You know, there are only a very small percentage of people that make it to that top level of of those industries. And because of that, it means that, you know, you know a lot of the same people Mm. and that can be great for connections. And, you know, it means that if you know someone who knows a director who's looking for an actress to star in his next movie, you might get recommended Likewise, if people have seen you being a horrible human being, that is the reputation that will be shared around. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people when you're at events kind of say hello to someone. And then the moment they walk away, be like, "Ugh, she's such a nightmare. I heard that backstage at this show, she was being a total horrible human to all these people. And so I think knowing people is amazing. It can definitely elevate your career to new levels you never dreamed of. But you need to make sure that those people are saying nice things about you, hmm. <laughs> not horrible things. Absolutely. So just get out there, meet people, put yeah. yourself out there. And as, as in every industry, that's what you need to do. And I think don't be afraid to ask people for advice, for favors. And, you know, I I met someone at an event kind of 
I don't know, maybe 12 months ago. She was a journalist and we kind of just sat and chatted for a little bit. And six months later, she found herself without a job and she got in touch. She reached out to me on Instagram and she Mm. said, you know, um, apologies for kind of interrupting and getting in touch out of the blue, but I'm looking for a job and I was just wondering if you had anything. And I just happened to be looking for a person to kind of fill in as a freelancer. And she came in and did a really wonderful job. And you know, I think a lot of people might not have had the guts to make that call to kind of reach out to me and and ask a favor because it can be intimidating. But the worst someone can say is no hmm. at the end of the day. Exactly. So, Charlie, we're running out of time. So I'm going to ask you my last question. OK, um, give me your top three tips for success from your own experience, from being in the industry that you are. I think always be aware that the people you meet may end up being people who play a big role in your life. So, you know, don't ever assume that just because someone isn't a big player in your life right now that they won't ever be. I think you should always treat people with the same kindness and courtesy and respect. And I think that's really important. I, you know, have met people at events before where I might have been busy and I might not have given them the due care and attention that they needed. And then I've met them again a year later and I've really had to work hard to prove to them that I'm not an awful person. Mm. So I think that's a really important tip. Go above and beyond and don't expect anything for it. Mm. You shouldn't work hard because you think you deserve a reward. You should work hard because you want to do the best job possible. And that doesn't mean staying up until two in the morning in the office because you want to be the last person there. But It means things like before you leave the office, say to your boss, is there something else I can do? Do you need help with anything else before I leave? Because that tiny gesture shows that you are willing to do more and any person in a managerial position will appreciate that effort. Mm -hmm. And if you can give that extra five minutes or you can volunteer for things that are given to you as opportunities, it really does help to reflect positively on you and also prove to people that you might be worthy of a better job or a Mm. promotion or more responsibility because you're already going after them and taking those things. And I think the final thing that I would say is to always seize upon opportunities that you get. Um, You're never going to regret taking an opportunity. Um, And I think you always have to see those opportunities as learning experiences. There is no failed chance. Mm. If you take a job and it doesn't work out and you move to New York and you decide that that job isn't what you wanted it to be, fine. You put in the six months or the year or whatever it is, and then you move on to something different that's more suitable. But I guarantee you, you will have learned so much during that time. And often the opportunities that are a bit more negative and really do push us outside of our comfort zones are the ones that result in amazing growth and better opportunities in the future because it teaches you something about yourself. It, you know, proves to you, you and everyone around you that you can work in adverse conditions. And it kind of gives you that feeling of like, okay, I hated it, but I Mm. did it. And that means that I achieved something. So that's a success in itself. You know, you might not end up being an Oscar winning actress tomorrow. (laughs) But if you can go out there and kind of get up on a stage at an event and do something funny or whatever, you can be proud of yourself for that. And I think, you know, as you say in your book, 
overnight success mm. isn't really a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> but if you can take comfort in small successes every step of the way, it will help you to get that feeling of overnight success. So I think that helps. Mm. Charlie, I love your tips. I think all our <laughs> listeners will very much appreciate them. I hope so. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. It was a really enjoyable experience. Sorry I talked for many hours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. If you like the Overnight Success Podcast, please make sure you tell a friend, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to leave us a rating or comment. You can find me, at Mrs. Rodia, on Twitter and Instagram. This is the Overnight Success Podcast. I am Maria Hatzi-Stefanis. See you next week.